Justin, I did something this week and um, well, let me just get right to it. And then I'll talk to you about the, the one problem I have with it that I didn't really think about. I didn't really think about this. I got my hand and knuckles all tattooed. Oh, which I think is cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. It does. But here's the problem. And like I knew, like I thought I did consider this before doing it of just like, hey, this is on you forever. And hey, like, you know, I've got my like my, my forearm all done up. And like that's really visible, obviously. Like people can see that. Um, but like the hand is more like is the most visible it could possibly be. The only more visible could be if is if I got like something on my fucking forehead. Oh right? man, that would be um, that that would be a step. Yeah, I'm gonna get damaged like the Joker. Like he's <laughs> he, no, no. Uh, but you uh, can do Joe it yourself. Joker. Do it yourself in the mirror. And just try to get oh, yeah, the yeah. best. <laughs> Damn, it's backwards. Like oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the, the one thing I didn't really consider about it is that like I never want to fee. I never want to give off the impression that like I'm looking to talk about something. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? So like like you, you ever see someone like reading a book in a place that's like maybe an odd place for them to be reading. And maybe this is wrong of me. Maybe this is judgmental of me. Yeah. But my first thought is like, you want someone to ask you about this book. Yeah. Like, like you're not actually reading. I'm, I'm seeing you not read. You are just looking at a book <laughs> and you want someone to come up and ask you about whatever you're reading. Do you it's know what I'm saying? It's, it's even upside down. It's fact. upside down. Yeah. I can see that your phone is at, you carved out the center of it. Like in Shawshank Redemption, it's just your phone <laughs> in there. Um, which weirdly enough, they're open. They've got the Kindle app open, but what I'm trying to say is, do you know what, like, like that sort of vibe is not what I'm going for. Yeah, right. And, like, maybe it's because it's new and because, like, I'm running into people who, like, I know, who know that I don't, who, who know that it's new. So, like, they feel like they have to say, like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. Talk about it, whatever. Which is fine. But, like, I never want to give off the impression of, like, say something. Huh? You know what I mean? Right. And now it's permanent. It's, I mean, it's pretty permanent, right? Yeah. I guess I just have to get over that, huh? Yeah, so has that happened to you a lot? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I got on on Friday, so it's Monday right now. So, like, I've not had it for so long. Three but days, like, yeah. I've been in, I was in public all day yesterday. And, and like, in, in front of people I knew, people I didn't know. And, and there was, like, there's this level of, like... So tell me about that, you know, and that's cool. I don't, I like to talk. I like to talk about things and talk about myself. Sure. That's fine. I, we have a podcast, obviously. We do um, that. Yeah. But like, it's just that level of like, I like, it's the way that it's perceived of like, I don't want people to think like they, that I, I did it for attention. Hmm. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. That, that makes, I, mean, I guess that makes sense. But like at the same time, it's part of you now. So that this is you. It is like, it is. You're you're totally it's it's if people talk about it they're talking about you and my question it's is true. speaking of which by the way I did see that you got this ahead of time on on uh, was Instagram through yeah. my wife because you Your know wife. me never on the social media you could probably guess that without me saying um, can you explain it to me what's on it what what is it like speaking of talking about this and breaking it well, up no, but, but but like like that's the thing like I I didn't do it to talk about on my podcast. I didn't do it so that old people would look at me and be like, hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Like, if, you, if you literally did it to have an opening for this podcast, that would probably be one of the saddest things I've ever heard in my life. Then I'm going to cancel my next one that I had booked. I wasn't going to talk about this one this time, but I did, and I was going to talk about that one. I was, okay. was going to get a hitbox across my forehead backwards. Back, I mean, that would be, um, that would be, that would be a statement, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, no. So, but, but like, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like it's such a weird, small little difference between like talking about it because like my friend asks me about it and talking about it because someone thinks like, oh, well, he wants me to ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're standing um, there just like going like you know moving your hand around yeah, like in I was public. Like, if I was just like, hmm, what is this? Do you yeah, see? Yeah. Do you see? When you take out your wallet when you're paying at the grocery store, you like. Frame exactly. Your hand just like perfectly. Let me just throw that for you there. Yep. 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 Um. But it, it's Medusa's head. Ooh. All the snakes and stuff. Um. Which which I think came out pretty pretty excellent. Yeah, I love um, it. I went to I went to someone new for this. Uh, I went to the guy who does uh, my girlfriend Elena's tattoos. Um. Because he does really good stuff, and I was like, this is the most visible thing in my life, probably. So let's wait. Let's go to someone. Quite good. Can we pause for a uh, second? Does that mean your yeah. regular tattoo guy is not very good? Um, no, but I moved. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So I was like, oh. And so I was actually, I was going to get this on my birthday in December, but um, I was trying to book it on, so my birthday is the 28th, and I was trying to book it the night of the 27th. And good, let me tell you, let me just give you a secret. If you want a good tattoo, you probably aren't going to be able to book it six hours before you go to get it it's like a doctor right like like yeah. a good doctor like is kind of booked up so i so i messaged this guy on my birthday and he was i was like are you around and he was like i will be in february and i was like okay cool <laughs> i'll just put that money in the, the savings account uh, but so it's medusa's head and then i got this sort of snake coming down in my middle finger with a star on my first finger i've got the the moon and a skull and then uh on my ring finger i've got the sun I've got a, a, another sort of knuckle free just because um, Elena and I have talked about this and like eventually we'll get married. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, listen, I don't like jewelry. I don't really like I don't really like rings. And I'm saying like not that I wouldn't get a ring, not that I wouldn't wear a ring, but like maybe I'll get something a li- like on me right there so that that can be there even if i'm not wearing like like a tattoo ring yes sorry that's what i mean yeah, yeah. So, something of that of that nature so i left yeah. that there for whenever that happens and then i've got a knife going through my pinky Ooh. and so the meaning is i think it's cool <laughs> uh, and, and it, it, like, i like the art i, I just I, it was one of those things where like i showed what i had in mind to the guy and he was like what do you think about this and i was like oh, i love that um, and, and cause like, I, I don't know, like, I, I think that like, um, I was looking at a lot of different like hand tattoos for that people have and whatever. And like a lot of them, like, I'm not saying that they suck, but like, they're just like not like inspiring to me. Like yeah. a lot of people just get like flowers or whatever on their hands and that's fine. And that's cool. And if that's your thing, that's great. But for me, I was like, you know, like I want something a little bit more like a, a piece of art that I really like. As opposed to just being like, well, I just want a tattoo, so I guess I'll just do like a flower or something, you know? Um, so, yeah. When I first saw it, I thought you got, like, on my first blush look at it without going too much into it, I thought you got the fierce deity link. Oh, it totally looks arm. like that with the white. Yeah, the white, that was uh, my first thing. And eyes. I was like, oh, the hair's not quite in there. And I'll be like, but that's, that's, that's a, I, I like how, and I don't know if because it's new, but how vivid the tattoo is. It's because it's new. It's because okay. yeah, it's it's pretty fresh. Yeah. Uh, I I took like the bandage off today. Ooh, um, how, how was, I can, look at that! I can bend my finger, bend how, my hand. How was working with that? Um, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh, it hurt 
quite bad on Friday after I got it, uh, which is not normal for me with tattoos. Like tattoos, like uh, I find to be a very surface level pain uh, where like as soon as they're done sort of like poking you with it, like the pain pretty much goes away. Like it's still there if you like touch it or mess with it or whatever, because it's like it's an open wound. You know what I mean? But it's it's very surface level. Um, but on, on Friday, I was like, oh, this still hurts. Is that bad? Is that wrong? <laughs> Probably because you move your hand more, right? And there's yeah. just more like stuff. Um, I didn't yeah. get a, I didn't get a tattoo, but I, I cut my thumb with a bread knife, and it's healing pretty well. That's what I did. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What was that like? Um, well, it ruined the bread. So I uh, was cooking today. I tried to cook. Okay, so I got this hot dog toaster, where it's a toaster that exclusively is for hot dogs. Is it called a microwave? No, it's called a hot dog okay. toaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's got two holes and you put hot dogs in um and i tried to use it today um and it it like it was the first time i've ever tried to use it and i i i pushed it down and then a giant blue spark shot out of it and it just started smoking and i was like well that's enough of the hot dog toaster for today <laughs> i've looked at this does that, does that have the bum bum the bun toaster too it does. It does. Ooh. This is a Christmas gift from our friend Josh. <laughs> how long does this? Uh, how long does it take to cook these hot dogs? Well, I don't know because I used it for the first time today. And it fucking lit on fire. <laughs> now, to be fair, I wasn't using hot dogs. I was using Italian sausages, and they didn't fit in the chamber very well. So I kind of like <laughs> squish them in there. <laughs> And they were poking out the top, so like it wasn't going to be a perfect cook. I was, I was anticipating having to flip it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To cook. I was going to cook it on a lower setting and cook it twice, but yeah, um, yeah it didn't happen. It's in box! everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 181 my name is peter hunt spitak joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich justin how are you i'm exhausted got through it you got through speech high school speech i'm exhausted we we, we had our uh, state speech tournament in beautiful peoria illinois and they call it the paris of illinois that's what they've is they've that, called is that right i don't know if that's a real thing or the thing i just started like calling it <laughs> mm, mm, mm. um but uh yeah we were at the civic center um when we first started going to the civic center in 2013 if anyone's been in peoria there's actually some nice things about peoria i might sound like i'm about to just rag on it right now but like there's some peoria is a nice river town i guess you could call it yeah um but the civic center which is where they have their um like hockey team and bradley used to play basketball there um i think they're called the rivermen Literally is what they're called, the uh, oh. hockey team. Uh, but the Civic Center is also this big convention hall. And the place is, like, disgusting. It is like they have not updated anything since we first were there in 2013. There's a level of grime to it that I think it, yeah. has just set in permanently. Yeah, like, it was snowing. And that meant that when it was snowing, there's a big portion of the convention center that it was snowing indoors because there was just massive holes in the windows. And oh, it, good. It wasn't like the windows were open. Um, but it does take me back to one of my favorite Peoria Civic Center stories. And this was a few years back. I was there. 
Um, and they had the largest convention for alpacas. Is that right? Yep. And and um, all these alpacas were basically like you could buy alpaca clothing. You could buy um, alpaca stuffed animals. I have an alpaca stuffed animal I bought. Um, they also did like dog shows with the alpacas when they had these. And if you don't know an alpaca. They had like run around? Yeah. It's like a llama, like a giant hairy llama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like they, they put them and they made him go around a circle and they were like look at them to see if like which one was the best. And they had like best in show for the alpacas. Um, well, that's kind of fun. It was also fun too because that was also the same year that we got snowed in because it snowed like a foot <laughs> so sure. all, all these alpacas and their or- owners were stuck in the peoria civic center and for many of the alpacas this was their first snow that they have ever seen because they were um, basically just show alpacas so um i thought it was quite a fun time so whenever i think of peoria i think of alpacas and um i'm pretty sure they have not cleaned up that civic center since the alpacas were there you know what's interesting justin you, I, I would probably put money on that you have just said a sentence no one ever has ever said. <laughs> when I think of Peoria, I think of alpacas. I think of alpacas. <laughs> no, like for real. Like, 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 I want everyone listening to this to to like revel and appreciate the fact that they heard a sentence right now. It was never that no one yeah. has ever said before. Yeah, uh, it's the first time that's ever been said right here on this podcast. It's so true, Justin. As much as I would love to come up with more brand new sentences, we do need to move on to video game news. Here's a preview of what's coming up. Microsoft makes a non-announcement. Sony says the PS5 is getting old, and the Switch 2 may have a new release date. We're going to talk about those headlines and more before we do. I would like to tell our listeners that they can join our Discord server. The link to that is in the description below. You've sent me a YouTube link titled alpacas in peoria (laughs) and here they are here's a two minute and 37 second video of just the most adorable pack alpacas you've ever seen in an interview with a a, a woman explaining um what these alpacas are doing here i mean they're they're pretty cute they're really fluffy i see why they're show alpacas oh yeah yeah they have these cute little smiles to them they they know too much i think yeah um don't yeah didn't you say that people like use their fur for like coats and stuff yeah like because like, they like the really yeah, nice yeah. socks yeah they shed they have to shed it's not like they're like murdering these alpacas to like have no, these no, no. Like, it's like sheep socks. Right? Yeah. They, like, yeah it's like sheep yeah um so <laughs> so if you're interested in that go ahead and google peoria alpacas and uh, i guarantee you're not gonna have a bad time uh or you can google patreon.com slash hitbox pod and become a one dollar podcast producer or a three dollar deluxe podcast producer like jay noel gks josh durham and mr dave parker um every single week those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30 minute bonus episode today we're taking a look at the uh dice awards and uh, talking about the show and the winners and all of that. Uh, maybe talk about how it compares to like the game awards and um, other, other stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, um, patreon.com slash hitboxpod, $3 a month. If not, that's fine. You can follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod or rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. Justin, I'm tired of talking about this housekeeping. Can we go to the Metacritic Roundup? Uh, let's do it. Metacritic Roundup. Two games in the Metacritic Roundup. The first one we discussed last week a little bit um, to just sort of be on the trend. Uh, Skull and Bones, which uh, scored a 64 on PC, a 64 on PS5, and a 64 on the Xbox Series X. The tri- a triple threat they call this game. Um, 
because it has the same score on everything because it's about pirates and because apparently it's not very good. Uh, it's interesting. This is supposed to be a quadruple A game, according to Ubisoft, and I haven't heard a fucking single person talk about this. <laughs> uh, Justin, what do these reviews tell you? I, I think it tells me exactly what I expected this game to be. Um, like, I, I can't say I'm shocked, surprised, or anything about this game just not being a, you know, complete package. I think there's, like, there's signs of good things here. Um, and I think a lot of people, as they're going through it, will talk about the fact that they're signs of good things. But there's so much uh, stripped down, the lack of story, the lack of kind of, like, post-game content um, the lack of just like engaging things to do moment to moment once you've kind of been playing it for a long time. Uh, all this like promo stuff shows like you have like your little pirate that you get to like walk around, but basically those are only in the hub areas. What you're doing 95% of the time in this game is just sailing your ship, which is fun if you remember um, the good old days of Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. But uh, as this whole like living open world game, it just doesn't quite, hit the way i think it could have um yeah because also like like the sailing stuff like 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 the naval combat stuff looks bad yeah i mean like like it's cutscenes to to have like boarding and and like demolition and stuff like that which is so wild because it's like like assassin's creed black flag did this 10 years ago like you know what i mean like what like what are you doing? Why is this game so? Why does this game not work? Yeah, and it's just it's just I think, I think sad. But like at the at the end of the day, I'm glad it's out um, because that means it's one step further from not being the developer's problem anymore. Um, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that this game is just one of those things that it's been they've been working and putting their 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 hearts into this game to the best that they can. It just is not working out, but. Now it's out. Now we can stop delaying it. Now they can update it for the eight months that they're going to update it. And then it will be a distant memory in our brains. Yeah, let's see here. Um, I, I think now this is according to uh, Button Mashing 101. They were talking about this. And, and I, I don't have a source for this other than them saying it. Um, so so take that for what it is. Um, but someone had mentioned how like, Ubisoft Singapore, which is the studio that made the game, had something in their contract with making this game that it couldn't be canceled or something like that. Um, I yeah, I have no, I should have looked that up before we started talking about it. But like, I, I think I think that's interesting, right? Uh, of just like, oh, that would make sense as to why Ubisoft continued to work on this thing, even though it was uh, kind of a, a troubled development you know what i mean in terms of of how long it was in development and what whatnot but um did you just look it up is that is that accurate yeah it's it was singapore it was basically part of the like a deal that they did this is an article from kotaku um titled first it was an assassin's creed expansion now it's ubisoft's eight-year nightmare jesus christ that's crazy to really think about it that way um <laughs> but um yeah basically uh it was um Without going into it, you are correct in saying that. Yeah, uh, I guess it could make sense though if it was a if it was an Assassin's Creed expansion. If it started development eight years ago, that would be like Black Flag was like around. You know what I mean? Like like, like not that old at that point. Yeah. Um, which you know isn't unheard of for Ubisoft to even do. I mean, you think about like 
Assassin's Creed Mirage was an expansion for um, Valhalla, which at this point is four years old. Um, that's kind of wild, isn't it? Yeah, it. Uh, let's see. Basically, uh, the game cost Ubisoft upwards of 120 million, but a deal with the government of Singapore, where the main development studio making the game is based, is providing generous subsidies. The conditions of the subsidies include hiring people at the Ubisoft Singapore studio and the studio releasing original IP over the next few years. So basically, because of this money that the Singapore government put in it, they had to release this IP. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I wonder how much support this thing is going to get. That's a great question. Um, I think it will for a little bit. I'm sure it's part of the roadmap roadmap to a certain degree. But if people aren't playing it, I mean, are they going to – is Ubisoft the kind of company – is the Singapore government the type of government who's going to keep funding something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it's got to be one of those things, right, where it's like, hey, listen, like this game cost us – how much did you say they put into it? $120 120 million dollars to make this game like they can't like they can't just go down the drain right yeah. you can't sink to the bottom of the ocean if you yeah. will. and i do thanks um you, you know so, so like it, it, i wonder if it's one of those things where it's like well we put the money into it so it has to be success so we're gonna have to like put as much money into this as possible to make it to make us have not lost that money you know mm-hmm. but damn 120 million over eight years that's pretty wild. It is. And and it was meant to be an expansion at first. And I think that that in of itself would have been cool, like having a game that was literally based off of the ship combat, a multiplayer game that you could do the ship combat with is cool. Um, yeah. I, I remember playing Black Flag and enjoying the, the combat. It felt a little clunky at times, but I did think that that was a highlight of that game. The whole like process of getting your ship and your fleet and the legendary ships that you'd have to like go down. Those would be like really intense battles. In in my opinion, I think Assassin's Creed Black Flag was the last great Ubisoft game, I would say. And I think that the relationship you have with the ship is why that is. And it's been a long time since I've played it, so may, I could be wrong. Although apparently they're working on a remake, if, we, if you remember, of that game. But like, um, uh, like... I think because you spend the entirety of your game like either on the ship or like essentially like working on getting upgrades for your ship. Like it just creates a really great loop of like anytime you're not on the ship, you're trying to make the ship better. Anytime you're on the ship, you're just having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it was like it was like one of your companions. You got to walk around that ship. You got to do whatever with the ship. Um, And even like when you would capture other ships, those ships would become part of your fleet. So that would also be just a justification or a reason uh, to feel like you were really connecting it. And I I don't know if those systems are in this game or not, um, but I understand why they would start to want to make this game. But again, eight years of trying to build this expansion and turns into this, that is just kind of disappointing. Um, And a game just like Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, we all knew was going to be disappointing pretty much from (laughs) the first time we saw footage of it. Um, yeah. So as I said before, I am glad that it is out because that means it's just one step further from being something that's in the past and not something that is constantly weighing down Ubisoft and these developers. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So 64 across the board for Skull and Bones. You picking this up? Um, if it's free, I'd probably play it. 
that's the thing. If it's free, I would kind of check it out out of sort of morbid curiosity. But like, yeah, damn, no, no, thanks. And, um, and there's so many other things I'd rather pay for right now. Like, heck, Helldivers, too. I'd rather pick that up than play this game. I am going to talk about Helldivers, too. Ooh, today, look at that tease. I have I have thoughts and feelings on Helldivers, too. And I'm excited to talk about it. But before we do, let's talk about Mario vs. Donkey Kong <laughs> remake on the Nintendo Switch. Um, this Yahoo! is a remake of Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which I thought for some reason was a DS game. But am I wrong? Is this a was this like a Super Nintendo game? Oh, I so the, they made I think like the definitive way to play this game was when they they remade it or they put it uh, relaunched it on DS. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. But my initial experience with this game was from Game Boy. Um, I think it was a Game Boy game to start, and that's where it came from. It might have been from something else, but you basically start playing this game. Have you ever played old school Donkey Kong? Yeah. Like, By the you way, know, real quick, on, on Metacritic, score to 77. Go oh, on. Yeah, 77. Uh, but like the initial game, you start off like playing the initial like Donkey Kong levels, and then you beat that last level, you beat Donkey Kong, and then he basically like goes into this like other world and all of a sudden it becomes this puzzle game that's very different um, from mm. what it was before. Uh, and uh, I think this particular game uh, is like the that game but better, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and I had hopes for this game, that this would be a pretty good game because it's a Nintendo property. I thought it'd be pretty interesting. But uh, turns out it's just fine. Just fine, right? And and I think that, like, to be honest, I I think that's okay and good even. I mean, 77 is a fine score, right? But it, it doesn't tell me, like, hey, you need to go out and play this right now as someone who's never really played those games before. Um, but, like... Yeah, it just seems like, hey, this is this is a remake of this older game. Um, here's the blurb from Digital Trends Review. It says, for those who harbor warm nostalgia for the Game Boy Advance era, Mario vs. Donkey Kong is a fun and faithful remake with some solid new puzzles and an unexpectedly terrific soundtrack. It's an odd choice for a revisit, though, as the first draft puzzles and rigid movement of the original release poke through the Switch version's modern facade. It's less of an exciting new Switch game and more like something uh, something light to hold Nintendo fans over while they wait for a shiny new console. And I think that's a pretty solid description for what this is based on what I've seen of it, right? Of just like, hey, it's not going to blow you away, but like while you wait for whatever is next, like this will this will do you just fine. Um, I did misspeak. So the Mario versus Donkey Kong was initially on Game Boy Advance. Um it is kind of like an extension towards the original Donkey Kong game that was on the Game Boy, the one that I was referring to and one that I played. So gotcha. this is a remake specifically of the Game Boy Advance game with, and it's almost kind of spot for spot in terms of like what you're doing with it from the puzzles mm. with the exception of, I think there's two new worlds that are added to it that are actually apparently pretty good um, and interesting, but there's not enough new to necessarily justify the game being, I guess... Not 60 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is 50. I thought, right? Oh, 50. Got it. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> it, it, it seems like like uh, that's something else that, that people sort of criticize here. Just saying like $50 or, or whatever. Full price might be a little steep for what this is. And yeah. knowing Nintendo, this will never go on sale. Um, but uh, not not something that is a must play for for 
most, but I imagine diehard Mario fans are, are still going to get a kick out of this, especially if they've never played the, the original before. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's one of those things Nintendo has smartly released a demo of this, so if you play it, oh, you're really? kinda, if you're kind of liking it, I was going to play it before this uh, episode, but uh, here we are, busy life I have. Um, I get but uh, they do have a demo, so try it out, and if you like it, play it. Cool. So that, I think, is going to wrap it up for our Metacritic Roundup for us. But Justin... Before I talk about Helldivers, I just want to talk about Persona 3. Reload, sorry. Uh, it, it's it's still quite good. Uh, are, were you were you interested in checking that out? At some point, yes. It, it is a game that I do probably want to play. However, knowing how many things, you would probably recommend I play Persona 5 Royale first, right? Oh, yeah, probably, huh? Yeah, and probably beat <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I so, guess, I guess. Yeah. Um, that that actually is is a fair point. Uh, I, what I'm trying to say though is I'm I'm still really really enjoying Persona Three Reload. Um, uh, I'm in the meat of it. I'm I'm in deep right now. Um, apparently, I have the last addition to the party, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes because like the game has like a at least from what it seems like a set number of. Like every single month, um, a new boss shows up based on the the the, uh, the phases of the moon. Every every new full moon, um, a new big boss shows up, and so they kind of have this guess as to how many of those there are. And I'm starting to get close to running out of these bosses, and so I'm curious, like, what's going to happen? Because to my understanding, I still have a pretty significant chunk of the game left. I mean, based on the hour count, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm interested in where it's gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna I hope that I'm gonna beat that in the next I don't know two weeks here. Um, but I mean I still have, like I said, what I imagine is a significant portion of this to to go. Uh, and I'm also I'm not trying to rush it. You know I'm, I oh, am trying to like you're trying to it. take your time. Take my time. Yeah. 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 I will say that that is funny. It's like like that's kind of like loading screen advice in Persona Five. You know what I mean? And, and like, I guess I, I never thought of it that way until like I got really deep into it the first time where I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually like good advice of just for this game of just like, hey, the, the it, it'll take time, but just like you will get it, you know, um, and I think this game is missing something like that in the loading screens. But but you have the memory, me. you have the memory to remind I you, do. you know, I do. And anytime someone t- says, take my time, take your time, I'm always like, hmm. Oh, are you are you a fan? Are you a fan? Persona 5. Dude, this is true. Every time I do something now, every time I do something, I'm like, this is kind of just like Persona. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like literally every time. So so me me and Elena went to a birthday party at a karaoke bar, not bar, but like a karaoke like place. Um, You have like the private rooms, whatever. And um, I was like, this is kind of like in Persona, how you can go to karaoke. And I was also like, and I am hanging out with my friends, which is kind of like in persona. Until <laughs> like, you can get me to do anything, you just say, yes, it'll be kind of like persona. But like, mm, all right, well, you know, I heard Peter going to Japan is kind of mm-hmm. like playing persona. <laughs> I, you know, I've been clued into that. Um, they, they have, cause there's some crossover there, right? With like, uh, did you know that there's like, you can go to Shibuya in Japan and they have the thing, the big like crosswalk thing from Persona Five in it. Oh, really? It's the exact same yeah. one from the game. Well, they well they they built it after after, after the, the game came out. They built it. That's, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't know that. I know. 
Like, what, well, an, what know, an influential okay, game. <laughs> they created this country called Japan based on the story of Persona 5. Are you familiar with... Do you know Japan? <laughs> the whole like country of Japan. On that is amazing. Yeah. Just came out of yeah. nowhere. The second that well, game It's just was. like the franchise just got so popular that they were like, well, yeah, we, we should... Yeah, we got to make this make place. This yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you see, that, by the way, that they're doing... Um, like, a def- at least, like... It was rated by an ESRB board or whatever, like like ratings board in some country. That there's like a definitive version of Shin Megami Tensei Five coming out, and like I just like think very. I thought back to like my time with that game. Where I was like, maybe I should try that again. I was like, no, no. It kicked my ass for six whole hours. I didn't have a single second of fun. Um, but perhaps this definitive version, they added the fun back in. They forgot about the fun. Yeah. And now the fun's back in. So try it again, maybe. Don't give up. It is one of those things where people are like, oh, well, if you like Persona, you will like this. And like, I, I would just say, you that's won't. not true. Like, yeah. no, yeah. Um, because I, I think like the reasons why a lot of people like Persona is not the combat. Like the combat's fun, but like uh, they are not looking for like a really challenging experience, like combat experience. If you're like playing Persona, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, like even though Shin Megami Tensei obviously like is like what Persona spun off from. I, I really wouldn't recommend that first to someone who who likes Persona. I'd probably say Scarlet Nexus. Oh, yeah. What a, what a uh, game. Recent, recent games. What a game. Fire Emblem Three Houses, I imagine. Oh, man. You should try that game one of these days with all yeah, your free well, I, time. That's the thing. It's not like, hey, maybe this year I will have the time because as we'll get to later, apparently there's no fucking games coming out. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Justin, I've played Helldivers 2. <gasps> I saw a clip on Twitter, and this is what convinced me to buy it. <coughs> it was a clip from the original Star Wars Clone Wars TV show. Okay. Like like the one that came out like right after uh, Attack of the Clones came out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a scene where you've got a, a clone trooper, and they're fighting off. They're, they're, it's all these clone troopers, and they're like, hark, they're like bunkered down in a trench, and they're fighting off like basically an endless horde of super battle droids. And in one hand, he's got his rifle and he's just like shooting a bunch of guys. And in the other hand, he's got a pistol. And then eventually the rifle runs out. He throws it at a super battle droid and starts shooting at it with the pistol, it's throws cool. that at him. Like it, it was just like a cool scene. And it basically said every second of Helldivers two feels <laughs> like this. I was like, well, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. So I said that to my, to, to my friends and, um, they were both like, yeah, this seems, this seems like a fun time. Bought it, played it. Uh, sometimes I play video games for work a lot and it kind of sucks the fun out of playing video games and Helldivers 2 is the sort of game where I'm like, I think video games are going to be just fine. I think, okay. I, I think I, video I, games are really the good. The way you led that, I thought it was going to go so many different ways. No, it's, it's a sort of, it's like sometimes when I am done with like, it, I'll go like a month where it feels like this, where like I have to play games for work in my own time sometimes just like, cause that's how it, how it goes. But like Helldivers 2 is a game that like I want to be playing at all times, all the time. That's it's awesome. It's so fucking good. It's so good, dude. All right. Tell me about it. What makes it so good? Um, <sighs> so there, there, I think there's like three things that happen at once. And the first is the presentation is really funny. Um, I've never seen it, but have you ever seen Starship Troopers? Yeah, yeah. It is very much like that, where it's like over the top um, satire on like the military and like uh, 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 like the government. So it's very like um, 
all the characters like every single time they get hurt or like they're like different like combat like quips will be like you stand in the face of democracy like it's all about like democracy and for freedom and stuff or or in like in the beginning of the game it starts with like a propaganda ad for like join the hell divers mm-hmm. it's like uh, uh, these guys stand in the way of living our lives on super earth. Super earth is the planet you're trying to defend. Of course. And it'll be like, it, it's not like a different planet of like aliens. It'll be like, like it's like bug aliens. It's like, like the joke is like, like bugs can't stand in the way of democracy. They're bugs. <laughs> They're like giant bug. You know well, what I mean? I mean, the, the cicadas are coming this year and I hear I, apparently, apparently this is supposed to be the end of the world for cicadas. Yeah, apparently so. the, this is what's going to get us. This yes. is the one. Uh, uh, but yeah, so, so like, like it's, it's very, very silly. And the presentation is very silly while also being like, it's ironically cool, but it's also unironically cool. Yeah. For yeah. example. So you, you had to play the tutorial when you first start up and at the end of the tutorial, you are given your cape. And your cape is like what makes you a hell diver. Hell yeah. And the capes are sick and the armor is all sick, but like you wear the cape at all times, obviously. And when you're like in the ship, regardless of the fact that you're in a, like a ship, your cape is blowing in the wind. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's cool. Like it, like it looks fucking cool. It's silly, but it also like at the end of the day, like when you are playing the game, you are doing things that are cool and feel cool. And even though that they are yelling about how like, their blood is going to be spilled for freedom for, you know what I mean? To save the lives of the many who are at home, even though they're fighting this fucking pointless war, like it's still cool. And the, and like the presentation is silly, but it's also like unironically pretty good. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, do you, so as you're playing this, how long have you played it about? Um, probably 10 hours. It, here's the problem, man. I thought we play the first night we played it. I thought we played it for half an hour. We played for five. It's like one in the morning. (laughs) No, 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 literally, Justin, I'm not kidding. I was supposed to go to bed at midnight. I went to bed at almost one because we we still got on at about six and just played and played and played and played. So can you tell me a little bit about the moment to moment gameplay? What are you doing in this that makes it unique from other just kind of shooters? Yeah, so I think that's the second part of what makes it so good is that the gunplay just feels fucking great. Um, so basically, like, and like the combat is is really really good. So basically, you are you basically get to choose a mission off of a just fuck ton of planets that are in like this solar system or like this like galaxy or whatever. And um, there are two different types of enemies. So basically, Super Earth is being attacked on two different fronts to the uh, east are like the, they're called like, uh, I'm going to call them Tyranids. They're not called Tyranids. Tyranids are the space bugs from, from Warhammer. De- okay. Um, were you say dead space? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Those are necromorphs. I was close, but not um, yeah, at all. Di- different space bug. Um, but yeah, but like, like they're basically just like the, just giant bugs. Right. Um, so you're to the east. It's, it's again, they're not Tyranids, but I'm going to call them the Tyranids. Tyranids to the east, giant bugs. And then, to the west, I don't know what they're called. Maybe automatons. They're fucking T nine thousand Terminators. Oh, that's cool. And um, so basically, you get to choose which what sort of like enemy type you want to be fighting. Um, and you drop into these sort of like semi open world sandbox maps, and you have objectives that you need to complete. Main objectives that you need to complete. So it'll be like um start an array or like uh launch a missile or um you know find this one type of enemy and kill it 
just a basic general um um mission and then once that mission is complete you can uh call for evac you gotta get to an evac site call for evac survive until evac comes and you're out most of the time the missions can be completed in i don't know 10 to 20 minutes but most missions give you 40 minutes to complete them because you're dropped in these like semi open world spaces where um, there's like a bunch of sub objectives and there's like resources that you can find so that you can get better items and like weapons and stuff like that or like modifications to your ship. So like you are exploring these big open areas and uh, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, the, the areas are well designed um, and and the exploration is pretty great in terms of the combat. Um, it's a pretty standard third-person shooter with two sort of caveats to that. The first is that the gunplay is purposefully kind of clunky. So, for example, you have your aiming reticle, as you know most third-person shooters do. But within your aiming reticle, there is a circle, and the circle shows you what you're actually like, what your gun is pointed at. So, for example, if you are walking. Mm and trying to shoot the reticle like the reticle on the inside is going to move a lot and it's going to correlate with what you're actually like looking at whereas like the the first reticle like the bigger one just shows you like the general vicinity of what you're looking at does that make sense yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking at some video of it now and kind of seeing it um a, a, a more maybe an, an easier example of this is uh you can get like an lmg like a big you know like heavy machine gun um, that you get to walk around with. Now, it's really powerful, but the problem is um, if you move with it at all, it's basically completely inaccurate. And when you turn to look, it's it's really slow to turn, which means the camera will turn because it's just like a free-moving camera, but it will take a second for your aim to actually line up with where your reticle is. So it basically creates this like interesting dichotomy of like where you are looking does not necessarily equate to where you will be able to shoot um, and so like that means you have to be really sort of careful with with the way that you are unloading your weapons because ammo is super scarce in the game. And if you reload your weapon while there are still bullets in the magazine, they're gone. Mm. So it means that you have to be really careful about your supplies. Um, so the gunplay is really, really good. It feels really good to shoot out the weapons. Um, they're all, all super solid, but also like there's a level of clunkiness to it that makes it like there, there's this like frantic element to the game because it's just like, Oh fuck. Oh shit. Oh fuck. You know what I mean? And like, okay, I'm going to take out the LMG to like, you know, try and mow some guys down, but like, let's hope I can hit them all because I'm going to be really inaccurate with this thing. Cause we're also kind of on the run at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is web is weapon ammo scarce throughout the, the, S Yes, it, uh, your supplies are scarce. You need to be intentional about what you're doing with, with your supplies, because like I said, too, like if you shoot once and then you're like, because uh, like I have this habit in video games where like I shoot my weapon once. Like, OK, I got to reload yeah. right oh, now. Oh, yeah. If you do that in the game, you're going to run out of ammo because you have like when you start like seven magazines, let's say for your assault rifle. And once you use them, they're gone until you call in for reinforcements, not reinforcements, resupplies. So the other aspect of this game that is, it makes it really, really interesting is you are constantly calling in airstrikes and um, more weapon canisters and more resupply stuff or more health packs and stuff from the ship that you come from that's above you. And in order to do that, you hold the um, left bumper and then you have to, using the D-pad, 
dial in a command that sh- like that showcased when when the bumper menu comes up uh, in order to like program a little like uh, smoke grenade. And then you throw the smoke grenade and then you have to wait like three seconds for your resupply to come in or your orbital strike to, to drop in and, and mow down enemies or stuff like that. So there's this whole like thing where you have to constantly be like in conversation with command, essentially being like, we need a strike right fucking now. Like we like we need this strike right now or like we need resupply right now. All this sort of stuff that makes it really interesting because you are constantly having to juggle your supplies and your like like the currency that while you're in the match of just like, okay, this is on cooldown. So we're not going to be able to like use a turret when we get into this fight. So we need to figure out like, is there going to be a bombing run that we can do? Are we going to do this or that or whatever? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think this is pretty similar to the <laughs> original Helldivers a little bit. That Now that I'm kind of like thinking about remembering it, how it was so yeah. much about like dropping stuff. Can you use like supply drops as like weapons, distractions or diversions too? Yeah. So so then that's the other thing too is so like if you die, for example, someone on the ground has to revive you by calling in for reinforcements. And so when you drop in they can drop you on top of enemy units and you'll smash them when you land. But the problem is if you miss or don't get them all, like you're pretty much cooked right when you get out. Um, me and me and my friend Josh had this moment where, uh, he had died or I had died. We were fighting one of the boss enemies in that, that the, like, um, one of the boss enemies that, that was like our objective, and he called me in and I was like, I'm going to land on this thing and see if maybe I'll kill it. Killed in one hit because I dropped from the fucking sky and like smashed through this thing. It was pretty sweet, um, but it's like a high risk, high reward kind yeah. of kind of thing. Because uh, like because also like when you die, you lose all your gear. So like I dropped in and just had like my starter stuff. And so like if I had missed, I would just be like right next to this like deadly beast that that could just like tear me apart with with night no problem does it make sense yeah yeah yeah. um so what's the draw to keep coming back like how what what's the uh bug to keep you playing this um so it's it's fucking fun it's just like at the end of the day like this is really really fun and because like the third sort of pillar for this of what keeps like this so interesting too is that it's just chaos and pandemonium all the time because you're constantly calling in airstrikes you're constantly like needing to like improvise to fix problems. I was like, Oh my gosh, the bugs, they're, they're behind us. You know what I mean? Or like, Oh my gosh, this happened. And like, we need to figure out what to do here about this, that, and whatever. Um, so like, even when you do play maps that are similar, because you know, they do reuse like map types and whatever, um, these scenarios that happen and like the sandbox of, of how it all goes down is so unique and so interesting. Uh, and, and it's fun too. Cause like, you end up killing your friends with an airstrike because you're like, oh my gosh, I just threw an airstrike down in that building or they're, or they're next to that building. It's like, well, sorry, man. Um, or, you know, and it's all like, it's all, it's goofy in that way. Yeah. Um, so, so like just in general, it is really fun to do. And I've not really run out of like interest in doing like the objectives that they have and, and whatever else. Um, and then on top of that, there is like battle pass progression and stuff. Um, there's a paid battle pass, which um, I don't have. I might because I'm just like really into this game. Um, but there's also a free one that you get from uh, just playing the game uh, where, where like you unlock the currency just by exploring and, and stuff like that. Obviously, you can buy the like premium currency and unlock all of it like right away. But it, it's not the sort of thing where it feels like I'm like having to like really grind in order to unlock stuff like 
it is unlocking at a rate that I find to be acceptable and, and interesting. Um, is there a story as well to this game? Not really. Just just the bugs and the Terminators. B- basic are here. objective stuff um, that you're doing each thing. So that with the battle pass is yeah. kind of like an endless, like kind of an endless amount of gameplay is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like there's a, there is a lot to unlock in terms of like things that you're going to be able to drop from your ship. There's a lot of like different weapons to unlock. Um, all the different armor has different properties and stuff like that. Um, so th- there is like a lot of complexity to it. Um, in a way in, in that, that keeps me interested in like wanting to unlock stuff or saying like, Oh my gosh, I almost have enough resources for this thing. So I'm like, now I'm going to like make sure that the next time I'm going to, I play, I pick up enough resources so that we can do that and whatever. Um, also like, it, it's like, to my understanding, like extraction shooters are like PVP, which people have called asked if they could do PVP and the, the CEO of the company has been like, no, um, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, but like, like it's an extraction shooter though, in the sense that like, if you die and run out of all your reinforcements, like you can complete the mission. Like if you complete the mission, but everyone dies, you still get like experience for it and you still get like credits for it and whatever. Um, but obviously the incentive is to live so that all of the stuff that you collected while you're on the planet comes back to the ship, which just doesn't happen if you, if you totally wipe. Now, my last question, is this yeah. something you can play single player and get fun, have fun out of it? It's less fun in my opinion. Um, I did some like online matchmaking on my own and that was fine enough because there's a ping system that's, that's decent. Um, but to me, a big draw of it is the fact that you're working with people in order to like to take care of problems and whatever. And when you're not like talking online to those people like directly, like you do lose a bit of that communication and teamwork, you know, it just makes you like a lot more open to failure. Um, and it's also like hard to be like, hey, I want to go over here and look for something when someone's like, I would just want to go and do the objective. And yeah, it's like, no, that's fine. Like we will. But like can we just grab this? Cause we're right here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to communicate that sort of stuff with, without that. Well, dang, I mean, um, I, it's, this sounds uh, way more, um, interesting than I thought when it first was announced. Yes. Yes. Um, and it seems like a lot of people have caught on to that because, uh, I don't know. Have you heard about the server issues with this? No, no. Um, servers are at capacity. Damn. 100% capacity. Um, there are 400,000 people playing on steam right now. They have said that they uh, can have 450,000 people um, online at once, which means that, I mean, if just basic math is, is going properly on PlayStation, there are at least 50,000 people playing it at any given time. And there's 400,000 people playing it on Steam at once, which means that if you want to play the game, you're going to have to wait in a queue. And the queue system to get in is terrible. Basically, <laughs> it's it, you're not queued up. It's You're not in a line. It's not first come, first serve. It is just like... It will try to get you in the queue and every sec 30 seconds it refreshes and just tries again. And so like you could be waiting there for a long time. It seems like that's what a lot of people is happening is happening to a lot of people Um, right now. It seems like if you get in the queue on PlayStation and don't exit the game, you just like turn your PlayStation five off on on sleep mode or whatever. um, You'll stay in the game like you'll like you'll just be able to like you won't have to requeue. Okay. I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, but some people are saying like, hey, that sucks because like I want to play. Yeah. You know? And if you're and, just and, like locked in there, you're you're taking one of those yeah. spots. And so there's no timeout uh, thing. So like it's like for inactivity, you know, 
But something I worry, and they said that they might be adding that in the future, but something I worry about is like, okay, well, if I get in, but I want to play with you and you get in and there's no like guarantee that you're going to get in at any point. What if I get timed out because I'm just waiting for you? Now, you know what I mean? Now, I'm no game engineer, but like wouldn't making more servers be the way to solve way to that? Go? Yeah. Now, Justin, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, as we talked about last week, this is published by Sony. This is a PlayStation published game um didn't they say that their future is live service games <laughs> and they can have only half a million people play this game at once like you'd think that they would like invest in like infrastructure yeah like servers or, or like helping this like smash hit live service game to to get up and running like this you know what i mean no no because uh, yeah I was gonna think, this is probably because they didn't see it being this big i guess not but like Sony, shouldn't you anticipate these things? You know what I mean? Like, like you're a huge company, and and again, if if your future is live service games, uh, like, why are you not working with your like live service partners to make like an enjoyable multiplayer experience? Um, it was tough too because uh, basically the CEO of whatever the Twin Arrow Studios is, I think the name of the studio or Arrowhead Studios, um. He, he has been sort of like active on Twitter, like with, with the f community and like this past weekend was a double XP weekend as a way of apologizing for last weekend with the servers being so not great. But the problem is um, everyone wanted to play this weekend because it was double XP. So it made <laughs> so the like they, issues they created worse. this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They just got even worse. So it's great. The game is fucking good, but. Uh, it's just it's just having some growing pains of, of like being a smash hit that feel like maybe if Sony had taken a look at what this was could be like it would have been avoidable but well I mean this is like Rocket League when Rocket League first came out it was a very similar issue because they didn't expect as many people to be playing it as they were so the servers were kind of rocky but yeah. if they're rocky for another weekend like you're losing out on people's goodwill for this game. And even no, how, no matter how good a game is, like you want it to be something that people are still going to be getting into and wanting to play. And if they can't play it, they're not going to play it. Cause we bought the game, me and Josh, and then tried to play. We were waiting for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, just ch catching up. And we we're like, I guess Fortnite. And we just <laughs> hopped on there, played for a little while. We took a break. And what we did was we were like, okay, well, let's take a break. We're going to make some dinner. Just put in, get in the queue. You know what I mean? So while we were on, on our little break, we, we both got in. But like, uh, yeah, we, we went to other games because the game wasn't playable. Yeah. And, you know, no matter how good your game is, like you're going to lose people if that's the case, you know? Yeah. Yep. Helldivers 2. Um, very, very good. I'll be interested to see like how long that lasts um, and, and if the interest in that continues as, as it as it goes on. But um, Justin, I imagine you haven't played any games this week, have you? Uh, I played a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3, and oh, nice. it's uh, Act 2 is a little slow for me, not going to lie. Um, You lose some of that momentum. Yeah. You certainly do. Uh, it picks up, but... Yeah, I mean, we did the initial thing with, uh, what's the name of that town that you have to, like, save and everything. Um, the Last Light Inn. The Last Light Inn, we did that, um, and now we're just, like, kind of exploring around the Moonrise Tower, and it kind of just feels like we're, uh, I'm a little aimless with what we're doing a little bit with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it's still every time I get to a combat encounter, I just like I'm like, ah, we did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that that makes sense. Um, let me say this because I couldn't find a great answer online, and I decided to like 
go for it. If you go into the gauntlet of Shar. That's where I am now. Yeah. If you get to the end of that area, you can enter like a pool. It's 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 like the the like main objective there. You enter this pool and it basically says like, hey, have you wrapped up the things you want to wrap up yet? And that is the act two finale. Okay. So, so I need to move leave. <laughs> yeah. So if if you want to do other stuff in that area, do that first. Okay. For example, if you've not really spent much time in Moonrise Towers, go do that first because if you go down there and do this stuff, that whole area is going to change. Um, and does it make sense? And I think you said that at, at the end of Act One, it's like there's going to be a big change, but it's not really that big. But then at yeah. the end of Act Two, it's like actually a big change. It like locks you out of like all of the quests that are in the area okay. and like all that sort of stuff. So if, if there's if there's things that you want to do uh, in that area, do that first. And I, I couldn't find a good answer, but like, hey, what gets locked? Like what changes? And it's like literally everything. So yeah, I I, I just hate how I'm basically stumbled into that area. Yeah. By accident. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of the game. You kind of explore it whatever way you want. Yeah. And, and I do like that. Um, it, and I, I think we're just so accustomed to having, like, a game explicitly tell us this is the path. Yep. This is the path. And everything else is optional. Whereas Baldur's Gate 3, to me, feels pretty, like, substantial in, in the sense that, like, all the side stuff is, like, oh, this all feels kind of essential. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Did you go through did you go through like the the town in front of Moonrise Towers at all? Is that the one with like the money guy? Yeah, the money the money person yeah. and there's like that bar and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. There's some there's some cool places, don't get me wrong. The I just got through the um uh little like doctor place. The guy was like trying to do oh, surgery. Oh, with all the all the yeah, all the weird, weird zombies. Right? Like what the fuck. <laughs> how did you how did you resolve that situation? I just killed him. Oh, really? Yeah. I uh, I convinced him that it would be a good idea that his surgeons, his like zombie surgeons, like, well, the only way that they're really going to learn is through practicing on like a living person. And so they killed him. Oh, that's fun. And then they all de-aggroed and it was like, great. Sweet. We solved that. Hell yeah. Um, we got an achievement for like beating him before he performed surgery on one of us, which I thought was kind of cool. Don't know what that meant. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, but. <laughs> oh, did, I'm glad you did not know that do that. happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Justin, let's talk about the news. Let's do it. I think the most pressing thing here, Justin, from last week is the, uh, Microsoft Business Direct. Mm. Now, as we talked about last week, uh, there were going to be a handful of Microsoft Xbox higher up Xbox execs. Um, hopping on the official Xbox podcast to talk about changes to their business plans and models. Everyone thought that they were going to say we're getting rid of uh, Xbox hardware. People thought they were going to say we're not going to have exclusives anymore. All sorts of rumors. And what it was <laughs> was nothing. It was um, it was basically all those rumors. It was just saying they're true, but like not saying what but games. Do not say anything explicit. Yeah, yes. yeah. Did you know you could do a 22-minute podcast? And say nothing? I didn't realize that you were allowed to make podcasts that were not at least one hour long. <laughs> well, it was probably a 22-minute podcast because th those three peeps weren't going to be there for much more than 22 minutes. It was in their contract, you know? Yeah, yeah. I listened to it on uh, 
2.5 speed so it was pretty quick for me yeah um yeah so so you had phil spencer sarah bond and matt booty all there uh talking about the future of xbox and and like yeah like what you said like nothing was confirmed really they basically said that they are they're gonna be four games coming to uh other platforms they said like it's not up to us to, it's not our place to announce what those are right now like they're, they're gonna leave it up to those teams um but they said basically like smaller games that were never meant to be like these huge exclusive like tent poles and um some older live service games are going to be coming so uh, everyone thinks it's going to be pentiment hi-fi rush sea of thieves and grounded which i was like yep i could see all of those on the switch i could see all of those on on playstation um so there's that. They also said that um, Activision Blizzard games are finally coming to Game Pass. Diablo 4 is coming uh, in March, which is kind of cool. Uh, for people who didn't play it, uh, are you jumping back in? Um, I might I, I might jump back in on that, maybe roll a new character on it or something. Um, yeah. Not that I have to, but I am kind of excited to try to play it on um, PC, if it's also coming to PC Game Pass too. I could load my character in there and see how that plays oh sure yeah yeah that makes sense um i mean what else did they say here nothing they said that they're working on the next gen of xbox hardware and they said that it is going to be the biggest leap ever in um in in gaming hardware which it's just not you remember the the 8-bit to 16-bit that was pretty that was like (laughs) i was gonna say but like even like like is it gonna be like playing super mario world versus super uh, mario 64 no no it's not no so what <laughs> so what could it be right I, I mean like this past leap was supposed to be the biggest leap of all time and there was nothing and all they're doing like, like, is like, re-releasing all the old games on it <laughs> yes like literally nothing there was no there was no change which i want to talk about playstation in a second because i've seen a lot of people saying like um, oh xbox is so dumb for saying all this like guys playstation is saying this stuff too like like they are they are also going to be saying this in one year two years they're going to be saying it um, and, and it is going to be just as big of a joke, um, when they, when they start saying all that too. So let's, let's hold off for now. Uh, but yeah, like truly nothing was, was discussed here it, to the point where like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. What's up? I just think it's, it seems like a big thing of just being reactionary to the news and just trying to find a way to, to release a statement in a way that made it seem like the news was going to be a bigger deal. If these things were coming out, why wouldn't, did they just release a press release? Yeah, and, and like, because they've done that before. Yeah, they, they've even fucking tweeted about stuff. Didn't they do that with the Xbox Series S? Right, exactly. They were like, they're like, it's happening. Yeah, you're, this, yeah, you're right. It was like, it was like at night. Right, it was like at it's night. The middle, they were like, it, this, it, it, yeah. It just, it just, it felt like they were building up to something that was going to be big, but also that they were like, it was going to be like all these rumors were the worst case scenario for what everything was going to be. Like there would be no more Xbox. It was over. Why do they let? Why do they feed into that in that way? And where they could have just simply done this in a press release it it is odd it is odd i i've seen some people saying like like theorizing like oh man they just wanted like to get a bunch of attention for this like that's why that's why they did this like they wanted all this attention which like i can i guess i can understand the like initial like thought and theory behind that but like i guess my follow-up question would be to put eyes on what you like like i think i think that could be something if like if they ended up saying hi-fi rush pentiment sea of thieves grounded on playstation 5 tomorrow 
that yeah get the, that's how you you get eyes on that because because playstation gamers don't care about xbox like business stuff you know what i mean they don't give a shit so they're not gonna watch it so like if they did tease it out and made it a big thing yeah you're gonna get playstation people to to watch this and and, and be able to see that but they, they didn't say anything so like I, I like i just don't think that they would want <laughs> like more eyes on this this felt like they were embarrassed of something you know what i mean yeah it's like hey uh we remember um how bad um what was the name of that stupid vampire game i just forgot uh why can't i remember vampire this vampire game you forgot yeah no that 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 game they released last year that was terrible redfall redfall yeah like it, this seems like they're apologizing for redfall <laughs> yeah <laughs> when no, it, they have nothing when, when phil to, spencer went on right. all these podcasts and was like yeah guys i don't know about all this what, yeah like, what are you apologizing for like something has got le- leaked and then people started speculating just like it's not that big of a deal it's not no it, it, it is it is truly very very odd <sighs> so yeah so i like I, I just don't even really know what to say about this because it's just weird um, that that this happened in this way what's up? i do have to say that the one thing i note about this was did you did you watch any of it the video version no, I listened to it on Spotify, and they had the video version on there, but I didn't watch it. Oh, I just want to say that um, the the shoes that Phil Spencer was wearing, he he brought a brand new pair of uh, black kicks with like the the cleanest white looking. Yeah, they're clean. Yeah, I mean, this must have been a brand new shoe for this very reason. And the way he's like sitting there right in the middle, it's like, yeah, he's really highlighting this new shoe. I see it. I see it. All all four of them are, are dressed quite well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like every time I see Sarah Bond, she's in like a leather jacket, which is cool. That's their thing, you know, like all these bomber jackets and leather jackets. That's what that's what Xbox stands for. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, in in honor of Hell Divers. Oh wait, that's the wrong. That's wrong. Oh yeah, do you see this? And then Phil Spencer at some interview with like think, think the Verge said like, I just don't understand who it serves to have it exclusive to PC and PlayStation Five, and it's like. PC and PS5 players is who it's. Yeah. Well, can you imagine like and, and the company too? Because clearly they couldn't handle a couple hundred yeah. thousand more people playing their game anyway. So I don't think the servers right, would imagine. handle it. And also, like I, I like I I wonder if if it's if it's like an incomplete quota or something like that. Because because I haven't looked looked so far into it. Um. So, so maybe that's on me for even sharing it right now. But like he, Phil Starfield's exclusive on Xbox. <laughs> You know, which would they did say, uh, by the way, that that uh, Starfield and Indiana Jones are not coming to PS5 uh, in the foreseeable future. They basically said, like, can't guarantee you like wasn't a no. forever, but but for right now, for, for right now, no. Um, uh, but yeah, it's very odd, very odd statement. Yeah, I, I think based on your comment about what Phil Spencer said, they're actually going to be on another business podcast next week to talk about your rumor that you just started. So. What rumor did I just start? About how, who does it benefit? Your, your, your quote. Oh, he said that, didn't he? Probably. But. Oh, well, now I got, now I got to know. Now they're going to, now Spencer. they're going to, they're going to have a, a podcast to talk about it. Um. Phil Spencer held divers too. Um. Oh, uh, he all... says, if you try to twist yourself to say like somehow that benefited somebody somewhere, but I get it. There's a legacy in console gamings that we're going to benefit by shipping games and not putting them in other places. We do the same thing. Yeah, okay, okay. So, I mean, he does acknowledge... Oh, yeah, he says, I'm not exactly sure who it helps in the industry by not being on Xbox. Gotcha, gotcha. So you... 
You were right, but like Sony, yeah, Sony, um, Sony, who published it, <laughs> I'm, and and has sold a lot of copies with this. I'm so, uh, he, this he sold this to Stephen Tatillo for Game File, by the way. Okay, yes, uh, I'm still shocked about the fact that so many more people are playing it on Steam than they are playing it on PlayStation, which is I think interesting to me. Yeah, me too. I, I find that to be kind of interesting. No, um, but I'll say this, man, uh, and I, I meant to say this when we when we were talking about it, like. You want to talk about killing my interest in playing Foam Stars, like like trying that out for a night? Give me a good fucking multiplayer game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like give me something that's actually really fun. Listen, because uh, now I have no interest in, in even like downloading it. And being like, maybe we should check this out. If I want to, if I want to play Foam Stars, I'm just going to take a very sudsy shower. Yeah, exactly. Do you know that the foam is comes from their bodies? <laughs> that's cool. Um, there's like a there's like an animated like section like story section in the game where like the girl it's like the girl and she's like going through her like telling a story of her life and she's like i was so embarrassed of all the foam that came out of me i was like oh mm. what the fuck mm. yeah well what are you talking about foam stars and they wonder why that game's not doing better <laughs> if i were them i would have leaned into that more you know what i mean like i mean you really just make everyone made of soap like you know the the is it the the magic bubble guy like he's like the i don't magic magic bubble bubbles it's like a brand. I'm thinking of it's like a pink bottle. It's like a pink bottle bubbles. Amazing bubble man highlights. Pink bottle bubbles. Opium bubble man. Uh, it's it's Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble. Oh yeah. Oh this fucking guy. <laughs> he has a <laughs> personal vendetta with Mr. Bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't like him. Um. I'll, I'll tell you why later. I don't want to. I don't want to like air up my dirty laundry here. Well, I mean, that's the whole purpose, Mister Bubble, is to clean up. Don't get me started. Okay, Justin. <laughs> right. I know, like, like just to say, like, as friends, like, I don't want. Yeah, I, I honestly this. feel like this has become a much deeper issue than just foam stars. I, I knew. I asked you not to bring it up, <laughs> and you brought it up. I ask you every. What, what is my one? What is the one thing I ask for every single time we before we start recording? If every you single time. don't bring up Mister Bubble. I say, if you bring up Mr. Bubble, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Today was the day. You, 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 to be fair, you brought up Foam Stars, which made me have to bring them up. I, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It is, it is my fault after all. Yeah, victim blaming, Justin. Classy. Nice. Yeah, it is my fault for bringing up something adjacent to Mr. Bubbles. Fuck. Um, <laughs> you mentioned, though, uh, you made a joke about saying, like, well, next week, place, uh, uh, Xbox is going to do another podcast to talk about whatever else. Um, they kind of are... Today, uh, Nintendo announced that they're doing a uh, partner showcase direct uh, where it's not going to be streamed. It's just a video going live um, on what is that Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday at um, Hitbox Day. Today, Hitbox Day. Now, today, as you as you listen to this, you will know more than we know. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be tw- it's supposed to be twenty five minute lo- twenty five minute long video um, showcasing some games from some nintendo partners and um i mean that's got to be microsoft right like i assume that you were gonna get pro- i would imagine all four titles right i mean at least one of them i mean hi-fi rush seems to be the one right now that is going to be like yeah. the one that people are talking about the most but i'm sure that would make sense um was i correct to say that they they were going to do this but they delayed it they were going to do it this like this past week but they delayed it because of the microsoft I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I mean, like there were rumors that there was supposed to be one earlier in the month, but but that 
the rumor was that it got delayed because of all of this. With the amount of like gaming insiders and whatever that are out there now, I can just never keep track of like what is actually true yeah, what, and what's not. What is true and what is just a random tweet? Because also like you can just pay to have a verified Twitter account and just say things and people are just like programmed to be like, well, you must be telling the truth. Like I, I can just say things, right? Or like a lot of industry insiders like, but I, like I think like someone like Jeff Grubb is actually connected. You know what I mean? Like, and so like the rumors that he sort of, shares uh i would say i would take those pretty seriously yeah hold more um, weight for sure y- yeah as opposed to just some guy who has a twitter account and just saying whatever because also a lot of insiders can just guess at stuff like like there's like a lot of like industry trends that you could take a look at and say like rumor has it that there's gonna be a nintendo direct in february and then you just like look at like oh because there's been one in february every year for the last seven years like you like yeah i bet guys um you know what i mean whereas but like someone like jeff grubb for example, um, is someone who like he says like, "Hey, I heard this hap- is happening." I'd be like, "Yeah, I, I trust I bet you. That's I probably sh- happening." You wouldn't say that, ruin your credibility for no reason. Exactly right. Like like he doesn't have he has something to lose by like spreading misinformation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas whereas randos online would are able to just be like, "Oh, I heard this," and then everyone's like, "It's so true." <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, they just get engagement from that. So, yeah, I have no idea if, if that's true or not. Uh, ru- that's the rumor, but, like, rumors can be literally anything. Um, so, so there you go. Um, speaking of Nintendo, though, um, the Switch 2 seems to have a new release date, and it is going to be in 2025. Um, so not later this year as we... Um, as we we initially heard, but that it's going to be for Q1 2025, which would kind of put it in the March range, um, like with the original Switch. But I'm kind of ready just for a new Switch so I can stop hearing people talk about when it's going to be coming out and the features they want from it. Us included, right? Like how many more times can we have a conversation about like, what do you think the new Switch is going to be? I want to know what Nintendo thinks the new Switch should be. That's all I need to know. They know more than yeah, me. Yeah, like... like but like that's the thing. It's like at this point, like you and I and, and everyone else has already had the conversation. And now like I'm tired of hearing other people talk about it. I'm tired of hearing of having us to, to talk about like, oh, new information. It's gonna have an L C D screen and we have to pretend to be mad about that or something. You know what I mean? Like we don't, you know how it is. I, but like I we is in the general like gaming fans right i'm just like an lcd screen i thought it was gonna be an oled and i gotta listen to those takes for nine years um yeah so 2025 it's predicted which means there's a big question mark for what the fuck is happening with the nintendo switch in 2024 obviously we have princess peach showtime coming out in a few weeks at this point obviously uh um we've got uh mario Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, which, um, hey, I'm ready for that. I'll I'll play that. Thank you very much. Uh, And then question mark. Now, that's typical for Nintendo, right? Like we we tend to hear what they've got planned kind of every four months, um, four or five months or so. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there's nothing in in the lineup or I I wouldn't say that, like, it's uncommon for us to be like, yeah, we have no idea what's happening in, in three months with with Nintendo. Um, some people have said that, Hey, maybe Metroid prime two is going to be like the final or four is going to be the final thing on the, the Nintendo switch. Um, I don't know. I hope that's true because I drafted it as <laughs> counterpicked on my fantasy team, <laughs> and you're, but you're kind of stuck with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they, they will have something. I mean, 
it, maybe it won't be the biggest thing in the world, but I, I do think like pretty much down the industry, like this seems like it's going to be a potentially big year for some Xboxes games, but like there's still a lot of question marks in the latter half of the year. Um, but it is still February. It's not like we're not going to get more announcements and more things to be be announced later on. So I kind of like yeah. the mystery. I mean, just looking what you, you do or you don't. I do. Yeah, me too. Because it also like having the mystery means that like I get to like just think about like what's happening in the next two months. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Prince of Peach comes out. Oh, this comes out. Like, oh, great. Um, as opposed to being like, oh, man, in three years, <laughs> we're, we're getting that Black Panther game. Okay. <laughs> Like, that doesn't great. help. Yeah. Oh, in in twenty twenty six, we should anticipate Blade. Okay, you know, like what? Like it just doesn't serve anyone. Who does that serve? Not me. <laughs> no one. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, though, um, according to Sony, we should not expect any new uh, major first party games before March of twenty twenty five. Um, in a presentation for, it was an earnings call, financial report, um, uh, Hiroki Totoki, the Sony president, COO and CFO said this, uh, and this is translated and I'm reading this from a Polygon article here. So it says, uh, regarding first party software, we aim to continue to focus on producing high quality works and developing live service games, but while major projects are currently under development, we do not plan to release any new major existing franchise titles next fiscal year, like God of War Ragnarok and Marvel's Spider-Man. So, this year we shouldn't expect any big, major, tentpole first-party games from Sony. Justin, what do you think of that? Am I reading this wrong? I know this is, like, translated, but um, it says any new major existing franchise titles this next fiscal year. That doesn't mean like new games aren't going to be announced by them per se, but like. No, like, yes, you're reading that correctly. I personally would be wary of, of like running with that logic because it is translated. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and so exactly what you said, right? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. If it were, if Phil Spencer said that, I'd be like, yes. You know, if we didn't know about Indiana Jones, we could be like, Indiana Jones could be because it's not an existing franchise for them, right? Uh, but like, what else? I mean, I mean, I know that they showed off a handful of live service games for uh, new live service games, right? In in whatever PlayStation showcase that was at the end of last year, or maybe the beginning of this year of, of last year. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like. I guess there's nothing that I'm super looking forward to from them that isn't something pre-existing, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because I don't, I, I don't know what I would want until I see it. Sometimes I think. I mean, would you have thought like not that this is a triple A thing, but like Helldivers two? Did you think that would have been a game that you would have been stoked and jazzed about? No, no. But um, I guess my question is like, does that count? You know what I mean? Because well, like it's from an existing franchise, you know. Yeah, but it's not a a major franchise. But again, semantics here about yeah, a right. translated thing to a certain point. But what I'm saying is, just because there's going to be none of those those God of Wars or new Spider Mans, doesn't mean they're not going to release some things that we're not expecting that are going to be good games that are going to fill out the calendar. Which is why I'm always just interested to see like what is going to come out this year. Um, I think we have so many things uh, left before 
You know, we, we look at December and be like, nothing came out this calendar year. Um, we have so many more announcements and game show that like, uh, game awards and whatever that we're going to get stuff to, to tell us what the actual roadmap is. But end of the day, rise of the Ronin, stellar blade, Helldivers divers two, uh, final fantasy seven. That's already a great year. Persona four or three. Is that a, like, that's a console exclusive. Uh, oh no, it's not playing on Xbox. Um, Whoops. <laughs> regardless, that, that's still like a game that, that came out. That's like a good one, but like, you know, yeah. like things are going to come out this year. I'm not disappointed yet. No. And, and that's the thing too. Like, like, like PlayStation first party games are good. Like I, I like them. Obviously we talk about them a lot here. Um, but like, I, I feel like I, it's always like unexpected third party stuff that I'm always like, Oh my gosh, yeah. this was incredible. Yep. Like I like I know that Returnal now is a first party not the property, time, but when it came out, it was like, oh my gosh, Justin, you've got to fucking play this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I'll also say, uh, Jeff Grubb, who we were just talking about, did say that uh, he said, "I have heard maybe Astro does happen this year, <laughs> so maybe there's a sequel to Astrobot." Which, if if that's the case, I will gladly take that because I think Astro's Playroom is literally incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if if there's like a full length Astrobot game. Me and Elena would have an incredible time with that. Are you kidding me right now? Um, so, yeah, I, like, like, uh, unclear where where that falls. But like we were saying, like, I would say that Jeff Grubb is is not the kind of guy to just make something up because he wants to. Yeah. Um. So so that could happen. I mean, he, he even sort of like cuffs it by saying like I've heard that I've heard maybe this happens this year. Um. But like to me, that would make sense though, even with this statement, because. I don't think that Sony looks at Astrobot as like a major uh, uh, franchise, even though I think it's incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Last thing here, Justin. Um, you remember Amiibos? We were talking about them last week, actually, with uh, with Nara Uni. Still deciding if I should return these. Probably won't. Um, which, by the way, um, I was talking about Xenoblade Chronicles Three when I was in England, and Sam, my boss, was like, because I because I, I was saying like, dude, like that game is like so. It's so good. I wasn't expecting. He's like, dude, those accents are crazy. And I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing. He was like, oh, okay, sure. Um, But uh, uh, so so Smash, the the Sora Amiibo finally came out, which means that uh, every single fighter in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has an Amiibo, which means that the game is kind of done. You know what I mean? Like like they, they they've been done, like adding content to it, to my understanding, for a while. Um, but like now, like this is kind of like the final piece of that puzzle. Do you think they're going to be kind of done doing Amiibos? They, they've really slowed down doing them. I think so. I, I, it's kind of funny because like I, for whatever reason, I do kind of link Amiibos with um, Smash Brothers to a certain degree. But even though these Xenoblade yeah. characters aren't in there yet, um, though, they would make some good Smash characters in my humble opinion. Yeah, I've got a question for you. Uh, as, as you are a dedicated Smash player, or far more dedicated than I could even hope of being, um, is so like, like the joke was always like new characters announced. Oh, it's an anime sword fighter. Um, obviously, like like there are some Xenoblade Chronicles characters in that. There are some. Is is it all just Fire Emblem other than those two Xenoblade ones for, with the anime sword characters? Yeah. Um. I mean, do you count for the most part? Do you count like Sephiroth an anime sword character? Do you count Sora as an anime sword character? Like, like what are we talking about here? I mean, I guess Joker, but, but Joker like, is an anime knife character. Like, like you know, Cloud anime sword character. 
Okay, so then let me all right, let me look at the lineup. I'll read them. Like to there's you. there's a there's a lot of these these animated sword characters um, like that 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 are involved. All right, here we go. Here we go, Justin. Okay. He made me do it, so I'm gonna read it. Oh no. Um. Okay, Byleth. Okay, anime sword Who's character. Who's that from? That's Fire Emblem. Okay. Um, Marth. Uh, that's Fire Emblem. Lucina. That's Fire Emblem. Roy. That's Fire Emblem. Crom. That's Fire Emblem. Ike. Uh, I think that's Fire Emblem. Robin. Um, that that's uh that's not Fire Emblem. I don't think. Um, what is Ike from? Not Ike. Robin. Robin is from Smash Bros. Watch it be uh, from Fire Emblem. I won't be surprised. Um, Fire Emblem. Oh, Fire Emblem then. Okay, Fire Emblem. <laughs> um, Corin? Corin? That's Fire, Fire, Fire Emblem. Okay. So these are all Fire Emblem characters. Yeah. Uh, oh, a Krom or Shulk? Uh, Shulk is from Xenoblade. Okay, there you go. Krom. Is Krom? Uh, Fire Emblem. Did I already say Krom? Fire Emblem. Okay. Yeah. So... Like, okay, so if they were to do another Smash, like, do you think that we need all of these Fire Emblem characters? Like, I feel like there's, like, a, a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think the Fire Emblem characters themselves, I, th- I think taking out, a lot like, the sword characters, a lot of the Fire Emblem characters themselves are very similar to each other. People would yeah. argue day and night about that, I'm sure. But, like, I, I think Robin is a bit unique because he uses his spell book as kind of his, like, little... Um, this little thing, but it technically doesn't mean he doesn't have a sword, does he? I I simply don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't think we need all these characters. I think the next Smash is not going to have all these characters again. I think it's going to be a situation where it is a more focused or um, selected version of characters because, like, having everything like this is the magnum opus of all Smash. I do not think that yeah. would be able to be happening again because it will just get too overwhelming. Specifically with how many DLC characters that this one has, um, I think you know you keep some of the original cast and then you uh, kind of just create a couple of the new ones and maybe a couple of returning favorites. Who knows? Do you? I guess like, do you think that? they will do another smash on on like let's say switch two or or whatever i think so i think there'll be some version of of this character fighter this platform i mean it is like one of the best uh platform fighters out there one of the most popular platform fighters out there um i think the thing that would stop them i mean is sakurai going to be doing it again i don't know no, like I mean, I think he's probably getting to the point where he's done. But that doesn't mean that some of the other beautiful minds at Nintendo couldn't come up with something um, where you could have another good character fighter. Um, maybe it will lose a little bit of what Smash is because of Sakurai's involvement. But I mean, you know, the dream of having Mario punch Bowser in the face—that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty well realized too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the characters we don't need. Pichu, get rid of fucking Pichu. Yeah, it's a, he, I always thought he was a weird, weird Paul. I, he seemed like he would be, he would just be a costume for Pikachu. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Switch over to Pichu, Raichu, and and whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Justin, here's a little. We, we got a little bit of time at the end here. Um, who would you cut out of this roster? Um, definitely some of these Fire Emblem characters. Not to be like crazy about it, but I would definitely cut them. Yeah. And a lot of the like alt characters, like your um, Dark Samuses. 
Um, I can make an argument that we don't need Fox, Falco, and um, Wolf. Um, I think yeah. you could probably cut um, uh, one of the links, Young Link, Toon Link, or the other link. You don't need all of those links. Um, I think that would be kind of the starting point for me narrowing down some of mm-hmm. these characters. Um, uh, but I think there are so many like unique different characters in this game that does make it truly yeah. fun. And I think one of the things I really like about Smash Ultimate is how whenever they would release these new characters um, in DLC, it would kind of create another mechanic to the game that kind of made it overwhelming to a certain point, but it did add a lot of depth. Like Minecraft Steve, um, his whole building mechanic was like unique and cool and just added depth to that character. I think the ARMS characters had some unique uh, depth to them about kind of like changing like their hands and everything with it. Um so I would get rid of Echo characters, and I would get rid of all of the extra um, Fire Emblem characters. What What is an Echo character? It's, is that just like yeah, characters who are the same? It's as, like the same as like the different version of them, but like slightly. Because it's like Marth, Lucina, and Roy are like the same. Yeah, right? yeah, they're basically the same with some with some slight differences. Variations, to them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting, interesting. And so do you think that like a new Smash should do a small roster or do you think you do this whole roster again and then just like, add? I, I think you have to. It would be way too overwhelming which one? to do which what? Oh, sorry. You, you would have more to, or less. Less. You would have to do less. Um, yeah. I mean, it just brings it back to the focus to really like go back to like what you're you focused on the mechanics and like um, making sure that all of these characters are like balanced in a way that makes sense. I mean, look at Street Fighter. Street Fighter and some of its variations have taken out some of the core characters that people loved and they will occasionally yeah. put them back in as DLC or maybe in certain versions and iterations. They just don't have them. Um, but when you have I mean, how many characters are in, in Smash? Um, 82. <laughs> yeah, Like you're not doing that again. <laughs> no, no way no. you're doing that again. And and I don't think I don't think they're not going to have another smash ever again. Um, that that will that would be wild, right? I mean, I mean, because also like you know something that that I think is is so weird. Like, I saw a lot of people assume that this is the last smash, but like, not only is it so incredibly popular, but it's like good. Yeah, and, and then people are saying like, oh, it's the last smash though because Sakurai's retiring, but like, like guys multiple people make a game what like he, he you know what i mean like, like like yeah like a director or you know a producer or whatever is going to be like instrumental in the creation of that vision in that game but like like he's not the sole person responsible for it you know and like there are definitely senior people there who i mean look at reten- nintendo's retention like employee retention rate like there's people who've been there for a long time like it, it it's there's a lot of people for it. I don't know. And I mean, we live in a world now where Mario's voice is different. Oh yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah, Charles Martinet is no longer no longer Mario's voice. He is now yeah. he is now the Mario. What is it? The Mario advisor or like the Mario uh, ambassador ambassador to Mario? Whatever the heck that means. Um, so I'm sure I'm sure it'll be different, but they will have something. I would also like to point out too here that. Um, in uh, on Nintendo's website, or rather the Smash Bros. website, you can sort the uh, characters by their uh, the genre or the game uh, uh, with the game they, they're from, right? And so, like Mario, obviously, you've got like Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Bowser, blah, 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 right? Um, first of all, I, interesting that Yoshi is listed as his own series. Yoshi, Yoshi. Um, but you know, there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters. I did not realize there were so many fucking Pokemon. Um, I guess I did, like in retrospect. Oh, but like, yeah, yeah. 
you know, uh, Pikachu, Jigglypuff, Pichu, Mewtwo, and then like the Pokemon Trainer, which is three discrete Pokemon, Lucario, Greninja, and then Incineroar. Uh, way too many Mario characters in the Smash Brothers game. I mean, do you really need Luigi? Am I? I mean, come on. I mean, do, is he? A, is he also just a reskin? No, no, he jumps a little higher. He's a little taller, a little more anxious. Um. <laughs> is Doctor Mario just the same? Uh, a little bit, slightly different. I think they changed him a little bit more in um, Smash Ultimate than he was before because Mario's a little bit different because Mario has Flood um, in Smash Ultimate. Is Flood where he uses his... The water pack from... Yeah, from Mario Sunshine. Yeah, what a great game. Best game, best gotcha. Mario game of all time, Super Mario Sunshine. Don't Is that right? Don't quote me on that. That is, that is, that is a lie. <laughs> uh, what is the best Mario game then? Um, I think, uh, the, um, Odyssey is my favorite personally. Okay. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take your word for uh, that. I'm no Mario master, but I am a, I'm an Odyssey fan. The, the one that I liked the most was 3d world, but I don't know if I would like it so much if I played it on my own. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Just like hell divers full circle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Justin, speaking of full circle, I think this is the end. I think this is the, the, the circle closes and then you just, restart this episode wait you know wait, wait no it's not a circle it's a spiral it's a oh yeah spiral <laughs> <laughs> very very good justin very 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 good um I, yeah I, th- I think that's gonna wrap it up for us so i just want to give you a reminder to join our discord server the link to that is in the description of this episode you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash hitbox pod become a one dollar podcast producer or a three dollar deluxe podcast producer like j null gks josh durham and dave parker um Today we're talking, like I said, the, the Dice Awards and, and all that that contains. Um, so if you're interested in that, $3 a month. If not, all good. You can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or uh, uh, rate us in your podcast player of choice. Justin, am I forgetting anything? It did sound like you said rate us in your podcast of choice, like raid. Please don't raid us. We, yeah, no ra- no raids. We please. like to um, rate um, us. Yes, rate us. Um, it, I have not played a game where there's a raid in it in probably 10 years. Like a raid? Raiding. You know, where it's like a, we're doing like a level seven raid. Oh, uh, yeah, no, like, no. Doesn't like Destiny do that? Yeah, or, Destiny or like, does a raid, yeah. I think the last one I did was Pokemon Scarlet. Oh, no, yeah, no. yeah. I did, I did Pokemon. I did the ones that the Pokemon. I poked, I poked yeah, them okay. up. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, they, they work real well. No issues at all. Were there issues? I oh yeah, know. no, the, like terrible loading. It like it was like supposed to be <laughs> okay. like asynchronous, but it didn't actually work that way. So like it would just by the time you loaded, it was over. What a technical error in Pokemon games! I know, Get shocking, out of here. shocking. Get out of here. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's gonna wrap us up. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>